Hello and welcome to uh, the next in the series of GCSE Business Studies Health Podcasts for the Piggott School from me, Mr Pearce. We're going through the six topic strands um, for G- that you'll need for your GCSE Business Studies exams um, and the one we're looking at today is Influences on Business. So uh, like uh, business in the real world, Influences on Business will appear in both or could appear both of your exam papers, you'll have two exam papers, uh, elements of this topic could appear in either exam paper, so you'll have to revise this thoroughly and make sure you know it going across um, both of the exams. So the first thing that we're looking at in terms of influences on business is technology. So quite a favourite of the exam board at the moment, but being sort of uh, current and up to date, uh, the influences of changing technology, of ICT and how that will affect a business. The most common topics we're looking at um, are e-commerce, which is buying and selling online. So Amazon, eBay, anything you buy online. Obviously, most shops now have online stores. Um, And you might be asked about the advantages and disadvantages of this. So this could be one of your longer questions. So the advantages uh, will be you've got a wider market. It's very convenient for the customers. uh, Therefore, this will increase, hopefully, sales and therefore profit. Remember to always explain in those steps. So is it beneficial to have have e-commerce, to have an online store? Yes, this is good because it means you can reach a wider target audience. That would be step one. This will hopefully lead to greater customer awareness, step two, which will hopefully lead to more sales. Step four, which will ultimately lead to more profit. Step uh, four, I think I've got to there. Uh, But you need to make sure you're explaining in steps as you go along. The disadvantages potentially of e-commerce are you've got the potential for online fraud uh, or you've got the potential for the system to go wrong, which means customers might doubt it, it might damage your reputation. Uh, Very similarly linked to e-commerce is m-commerce, so the arguments would be the same in terms of convenience or the fact it might uh, disadvantage that it might not work. Uh, But m-commerce just means buying and selling online, so having, uh, sorry, on your phone, so having uh, apps to, to, to buy things. It might also be Uh, linked to digital communication technology, so how we communicate in and outside, internally and externally in the business, so emails have replaced uh, letters, Skype might have replaced meetings. Again, you're looking at the arguments that it makes it more convenient, perhaps quicker and more efficient. This might help lower a business's costs. So you always go in those steps, you're always looking at what's going to be the impact on the bottom line, essentially, what's going to be the impact on revenue and costs. Uh, You'll also have to look at in this section Ethics and the environment, again, quite a popular thing currently with the exams as, as things are in the news quite a lot about this. So the Extin- Extinction Rebellion group pressing environmental concerns, the, the plastics and the Blue Planet episode. So ethical environmental considerations are in customers' or consumers' minds a lot. Um, and if they're in consumers' minds a lot, they need to be in the minds of businesses uh, because obviously they need them to uh, part with their money and, and buy things from that business. So ethics is acting morally right. So it's a business doing what is morally right, not just focusing on profit, but having wider consideration. considerations. So the most uh, obvious example of these might be recycling policies of company. So guaranteeing or uh, aiming to recycle a certain amount by a certain year. This pleases customers, so raises customer satisfaction, raises the reputation, improves the reputation and the branding of the company, therefore the customers will uh, be more inclined to come there. Also things like uh, noise and air pollution, 
uh, congestion so that links to our, our last topic area if you're looking at stakeholders external stakeholders of the local community are interesting interested in the noise being uh, lessened and, and uh, congestion going down if a company can do that then they're going to please their local stakeholders um, so the more that a company does this, this would, could be based on a case study, good or bad. So there's been case studies in the past about um, Primark. Primark have reputation for uh, not paying workers very much, which is why they're so cheap. So it's good that the clothes are cheap because that might be what their target market wants. However, it's not so good if they get a poor reputation and customers then don't go there. Uh, companies that have a better reputation, uh, Innocent Smoothies, so they've got a reputation for being healthy, but they've also got a reputation for giving money to charity and using 100% recycled packaging. This gives the company a very good brand image um, and links in with their target market. That's who their target market is, very environmentally and ethically concerned, and this enables them to charge a higher price. So. Uh, Innocent smoothies have what is called a premium price. They've got a high price. You're paying that high price because of the natural ingredients, because they are environmentally friendly. Um, so I think the ethical questions are possibly more likely to be uh, the, the lower order questions, the what does it mean to be ethical, give an example of what it means to be ethical. But if it is the longer questions, obviously, again, you need to use the case study, uh, the good and the bad. The downsides are likely to be the cost implications of being ethical. So it generally is more expensive to buy um, reliably and responsibly sourced ingredients, knowing that your suppliers get paid a fair amount. Um, you'll also need for this section a what is a, a big segment of uh, the economic climate on business. So I'm an economics teacher. This is an area that particularly interests me. Um, so you might have to look at the impact of interest rates on businesses and people. So interest rates are what you have to pay when you borrow money. So if you take out a loan from a bank, take a £100 loan out, if the interest rate is 5%, you would have to pay £105 back. Uh, Equally, it's paid on top of savings. So if you've got £100 in your bank uh, and the interest rate is 5%, you would be gaining £5. Uh, so this is paid on loans and mortgages. So it's going to affect businesses because if you are a business and you've bought uh, a new machine, unless you've got retained profit, generally this will be bought from money from a loan. So you've taken a loan from a bank. If the interest rate goes up, you have to pay more back to the bank. This raises your costs. If it raises your cost, it's ultimately going to lower your profit. So it might mean that businesses are less likely to invest. Uh, but it will also affect consumers. So I said there um, affects mortgages. If you've got a mortgage, you've bought a house from a loan, uh, from a bank, which is what a mortgage is, loan to buy a property, then if the interest rate goes up, you're paying more back to your bank for your house, which means you are not spending money or you are less inclined to spend money elsewhere in the economy. So. Uh, businesses won't be getting as much money because your money is going back to your house. Um, so that's what consumer spending is. Consumers, just another word for customers, you, me, your families, it's how much money they spend. That is going to be directly in influenced by um, the interest rate. Also linked to that is the level of employment. So level of employment, if lots and lots of people have a job, at the moment the level of employment in the country is quite high, unemployment is low. If lots and lots of people have jobs, then they're going to have more money to spend than if you're a business, you'll be hoping that they will come to you uh, and spend money with you. You've then got the international side um, of economics. So you might be asked about globalisation. So globalisation is the integration of world markets. 
Um, so that just means you're able to buy things from abroad, uh, from foreign countries, you're able to go and work there, you're able to travel there quite easily, but it also means you're there able to sell to us. So if, which the world is becoming more uh, globalised, for a business this provides an opportunity because it means you might have a wider, potential wider target audience, target market. This hopefully will increase your brand awareness, which will hopefully increase sales, which will hopefully ultimately increase profits. But equally, it means you're facing competitors from all over the world. So the competitors might be cheaper than you. This means customers might be attracted away from you. This means your sales will fall, which ultimately um, will hit your profits. Linked to the globalization and facing competition from all over the world, so more competition but bigger markets, uh, is the impact of exchange rates. So exchange rates, when if you've been on holiday abroad, the exchange rate is how much your pound sterling will get in euros if you're going to Spain, for example. Um, so this is going to have a big impact if you're buying something from that country. Because if you're buying something from Spain, they want to be paid in euros. So the exchange rate is going to affect how much you have to pay and how much money um, they are getting. So this has been quite popular so far with the specimen materials in the, the examiners. Um, the handy acronym that I have come up with is SPICED, which is strong, pound, imports cheap, exports dear, and dear means expensive. So SPICED, S-P-I-C-E-D. Strong pound means that if the, the currency is appreciating, strong, going up. Strong pound, imports cheap, it means getting things from abroad if we need to import raw materials, for example, if we're getting oil or wood, if we're making a table. Imports become cheaper, which will lower my costs of production, which will mean you've got more money for profit. But a strong pound means exports become expensive. So if you're a company that trades internationally and sells abroad, if you've got a strong pound, it becomes more difficult to sell your products um, over to Spain, for example. Um, so outside of economics, you'll need to look at uh, laws and legislation. The most likely times this will come up, um, I think, are in short answer questions, so multiple choice and uh, identification questions. So it might say suggest a consumer law or suggest an employment law. Um, so you've got employment laws. There's lots of them. You've got the Race Relations Act, the Sex Discrimination Act, the Equal Pay Act, uh, the Minimum Wage Law. Um, so the Minimum Wage Law is the legal minimum uh, a company can pay for an hour's work. Um, you might get asked a longer question on this. What are the benefits? What are the drawbacks of increasing the minimum wage? If you increase the minimum wage, this might be good because it leads to uh, staff being more motivated to work. Therefore, this would increase the company's out output. This should hopefully increase sales, which ultimately would increase profit. However, on the downside, if you increase the minimum wage um, and this obviously raises companies' costs, which will have an impact on the profit margin. But it, when we, if we were concluding that question, but it would depend on how much the minimum wage rose by. It would depend on whether the productivity, how much the staff um, do and how much they make, is that going up by as much as the minimum wage. Um, other employment laws, health and safety at work. So keeping, obviously, as it says there, keeping you um, away from and free to be able to work without any, any dangers or, or risks or minimising those risks. Um, and all of these laws, you might get asked about the benefits of these. Well, it keeps staff happier. It keeps staff satisfied. Therefore, this might have an impact on staff retention rates. If staff retention, how long they stay at the company is high, that's good because they're more experienced. And it also lessens the, the recruitment costs. 
Um, you would also might be asked about um, consumer laws. So the consumer laws are the ones there to protect you and customers. So there's things like the um, Sale of Goods Act. So if you buy a good, it needs to be safe. Uh, the Trade Descriptions Act. So if you buy a good, it's, it needs to match what it what it says. All of these, um, if you don't do them, you might be asked about the consequences. If you don't follow these laws, well, you might get a warning. You might get fined in very severe circumstances. Ultimately, you might get um, shut down. And the last bit in this section is the competitive environment. So the competitive environment is looking at uh, your competition, really. So this might be um, direct competitors. So your direct competitors are companies that sell a very similar product to you. So if you're McDonald's, your direct competitors are Burger King because you're selling burgers. But an indirect competitor might be Tesco because they're both selling food. So you're selling something that is similar. Um, so you might be asked on ways you can compete. So you might compete on quality. Are you going to be better than them and charge a higher price? You might compete on locations. Are you going to be have stores everywhere? You might compete on product range. Have you got a full range of products that you can sell and go one 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 stop shop? Uh, you might compete on customer service. Have you got better staff? Have you got more staff? Can they help you more? Uh, or you might compete on price and you might just be uh, cheaper than people. So when we're looking at that, a good way to look at it, I think, is supermarkets. Um, so Waitrose, yes, they're more expensive, but they've got uh, a higher uh, higher levels of customer service. They've got more staff, more knowledgeable staff. You could argue that the quality is better. Audi and Lidl, they've got fewer staff, but they're competing on price. They're competing on economies of scale and selling as much as they can. Um, so in terms of the potential longer 12 mark, 9 mark questions, I think you'd be looking at maybe, as we discussed earlier, the, the benefits of e-commerce. So you would do the good and bad of e-commerce. Um, Obviously, based on the context, we've answered a question about Krispy Kreme. Should Krispy Kreme introduce an app? Should they have a bigger e-commerce presence? Good because, bad because, um, so I said, you've got market, bigger markets, but then you've got the potential for the, the app failing and keeping the maintenance up. You might get asked about interest rates. So if the interest rate went up, is this good or bad? Well, it depends on if the company has loans out, but you've also got to look at the impact on consumers. So it, consumers might spend more if the interest rate goes down, but businesses might get less money if they've got money in the bank. Uh, you might get asked about globalisation. So what's good and bad about globalisation? So the main things are you've got a bigger market to sell to, but you've got more competitors. Um, you might get a longer question on the good and bad of the minimum wage, which I mentioned earlier. Costs go up, but hopefully so does staff motivation. Um, and you could get a wide range of questions on competition. So it might be how companies compete, what is the best way um, to compete. Um, so that is the second one covered, influences on business for your uh, GCSE business studies.